हेलो वेलकम डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह देसाई टुडे इन यूनिट 16 इंडिया वी आर गोइंग टू स्टार्ट अवर लेक्चर विद टॉपिक ग्लोबलाइजेशन ऑफ इंडियन इकोनॉमी द टर्म ग्लोबलाइजेशन इन द कंटेक्स्ट ऑफ द इकोनॉमी रेफर्स टू रिडक्शन ऑफ ट्रेड बैरियर्स विद अ व्यू टू अलाउिंग फ्रीयर फ्लो ऑफ गुड्स टू द कंट्री free flow of foreign capital for investment free flow of foreign capital technology and free movement of labor and manpower globalization of the indian economy refers to the integration of the indian economy with the world economy by way of liberalization and opening it up for private investment these reforms have been introduced to improve and meet the challenges of the indian economy liberalization and privatization of trade industry finance and infrastructure over the years starting from 1991 there has been a study liberalization of indian economy international trade has been liberalized and more and more sector opened up for foreign direct investment and portfolio investments facilitating entry of foreign investors in telecom roads sea and airports insurance and other major sectors in 1991 government of india introduced several liberalization measures relating to trade in various stages these include automatic approval of up to 51% of equity in high priority industries and trading companies engaged in exporting 100% equity in export oriented units subject to some conditions and nris and overseas corporate bodies were allowed to invest up to 100% equity in high priority industries etc in 1996 97 there was further liberalization by including 13 more sector under the 51% equity automatic approval route extending up to 50% equity participation in three new areas relating to mining and enhancing the equity limit to 75% for automatic approval in nine priority areas reconstitution of the foreign investment promotion board was also announced in the next year fdi in financial services were allowed through the fpbib route and 15 non banking financial services for fdi were identified the automatic route for fdi approval in certain infrastructural activities were simplified further liberalization of fdi was announced in each subsequent year including permitting up to 26% foreign equity participation in domestic insurance companies in 1999 and in 2000 placing of investment in all sector except a small negative list under automatic route 
for FDI approvals. Foreign portfolio investment was liberalized in 1995 to 1996, permitting NRIs, OCBs, and foreign institutional investors to invest up to 24% equity in Indian companies. This limit was raised to 30% in 1998 to 1999. Fields were permitted to invest in India government's dated securities from March 1997 and in Treasury bills from April 1998. A number of steps liberalizing the access to the Indian companies for foreign capital through global depository receipts and American depository receipts were announced every year since 1995. External commercial borrowing rules and procedures were liberalized as well since 1995. Despite these liberalization measures, India could attract much less FDIs compared to China and other Southeast Asian economies such as Indonesia, Malaysia and Thailand. India's limited success in long-term capital inflow, particularly FDI, might be attributed to three factors. First, heavy regulations have not completely gone after liberalization. Second, there is a resistance to FDI by domestic industry in competing areas. Third, inadequacies in physical and legal infrastructure limit India's absorptive capacity and hence its attractiveness to private foreign investors. As a part of liberalization of industrial sector, industrial licensing irrespective of the level of investment was abolished in July 1991 for all except 18 industries. In 1998 to 1999, 12 of these have been removed from licensing requirement. The number of industries reserved for development exclusively by the public sector has been reduced from 17 in 1991 to 1992 to 3 by 2000 to 2001. These are two major reforms, the Monopolies and Restrictive Trade Practices. MRTP Act of 1969 was amended in 1991 and 1992, removing the threshold limits of the assets in respect of application of MRTP and of dominant undertakings. The Competition Bill incorporating a modern competitive law was introduced in Parliament in 2001. On the abolition of reservation of products for production by small-scale industries from 1997 until 2003, in all 
the main thrust of reforms in the financial sector was on the creation of the efficient and stable financial institutions and markets reforms in respect of the banking as well as non banking financial institutions focused on creating a deregulated environment and enabling free play of market forces while at the same time strengthening the prudential norms and the supervisory system in the banking sector the particular focus was on imparting operational flexibility and functional autonomy with a view to enhancing efficiency productivity and profitability imparting strength to the system and ensuring financial soundness reforms in financial markets focused on removal of the structural bottlenecks introduction of new players free pricing of financial assets relaxation of quantitative restrictions improvements in trading clearing and settlement practices more transparency etc at the part of privatization of the public sector unit psu disinvestment of equity was started in december 1991 and the disinvestment commission was set up during 1991 and 1992 for identifying psus for equity dis investment and for suggesting modalities of disinvestment the pace of disinvestment was not so satisfying during the first decade of reforms with realized revenues from sale of public equity being modest roughly 35% of the target of rupees 70 8300 crores were realized in the period of 1991 to 1992 to 2002 to 2003 the successful privatization of bharat aluminium corporation limited balco particularly its affirmation by the supreme court after it was challenged changed the climate for privatization for the better Although a good number of PSUs had been disinvested either by the sale of equity or through strategic sale the political disagreements in disinvesting high profit PSUs such as Indian Airlines Air India etc suggest that the political economy commiseration are still unfavorable for large scale disinvestment in our country here we want to close this lecture thanks for listening